What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Tuesday, December the 12th in the year of our Lord 2023. There's only 13 days till Christmas. Yes, uh, I uh, I will be giving you that update every day. 13 shopping days till Christmas. Get it done! This is episode 987 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why? They'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Listen, we have another awesome show for you today. Joining us live on the Spence Automotive guest line in less than 20 minutes. He's our regular Tuesday guest. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) He's the news director of the Carteret County News Times at carolinacoastonline.com. He's also our NBA and hoops expert, uh, Richard Clark. Uh, we've been already – he he already messaging me at 5 a.m. today, man, uh, just uh, about, uh, uh, about different things. But he will be joining us, like I said, about in less than 20 minutes or so. We're going to take a final look at the NBA end-season tournament, which I got to tell you can't be considered anything but a success. Uh, we're going to take a, uh, a big view of the NFL as we are what four weeks left in the regular season with it. And, uh, we're going to talk about his, his beloved Dallas Cowboys and just a bunch of other stuff too. But, uh, like I said, he'll be joining us about, uh, in less than 20 minutes or so. And then in our second hour, very excited about this, making his debut here on the Brian Hank show is the newest member of the Lenore County board of commissioners, Keith King. Uh, super good dude. Hey, one of those guys who I've talked about this before with other guests we've had recently that, uh, I've known about him for a long time, but it's, it's one of those things where our, our Venn diagrams just haven't crossed into each other. Well, by God, now they have, uh, as you know, I'm the public information officer also for Lenore County. So <clears throat> now I technically work for, uh, Keith King. So, uh, he'll be, he'll be coming in here and joining us live here in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio on Whitehall Drive in our second hour, and we're going to get to know him, uh, pick his brain on sports, pick his brain on uh, issues that are going on here in Lenora County, especially with him uh, making the move over from the Lenora County School Board where he served. He was just he was uh, in his third term as the uh, on the school board, and now he's going to be uh, on the uh, Board of Commissioners filling out a term that expires, I guess, in November or in December of next year. And uh, he's going to run, too, uh, to to fill that spot. So (coughs) very excited to have him uh, here on the show with us. So there you go. Uh, Richard Clark in our first hour, Keith King in our second hour. And uh, we'll, when we finish that, we'll be another show closer to uh, Christmas. So there you go. Hey, uh, let's get you caught up with everything going on. Last night, man, I'm telling you, uh, 
good football. I still don't understand, and nobody could explain to me why we had two uh, football games last night or two NFL games last night. But you know what? I don't care. Two close games, two good games as uh, as uh, the Tennessee Titans. Linda, if you're listening, you're not going to want to hear this part. Uh, the Tennessee Titans go to Miami and upset the Dolphins last night, 28-27. Heck of a game there, uh, fantasy-wise too. Pretty good game as uh, as I had a couple of players do pretty well for me, but uh, but still not the result that you would expect from a Tennessee at Miami game. Twenty-eight, twenty-seven. The uh, the Titans uh, beat the Dolphins, and uh, the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. Don't get it twisted. Probably uh, they're going to win the uh, AFC East too. But uh, an unexpected loss last night for the uh from the Miami Dolphins and then on the other side the other game that was played last night Green Bay Packers go to New York take on the Giants Packers who've just been rolling along have uh, won a lot of games well would you believe they lose 24-22 on a late field goal uh by the New York Giants and the Giants now 5 and 8 overall uh yeah Keith Spence you're absolutely right who just uh, chimed in any given Sunday well any given Monday in this case but uh, two upsets last night. It just I just don't get it. I mean, uh, I just, yeah, there you go, Spence, or Monday for sure. Uh, I just don't get it. I mean, Vegas doesn't either, man. I know Vegas always knows, and they get it pretty close. But uh, last night, pretty big favorites. I mean, Dolphins were, what, 13.5-point favorites last night. They lose by a point. Uh, the Packers favored last night in New York. They lose the game just – uh, I know we're bet on the bull, but unless you know absolutely what you're doing, be very smart when you put your money down on these teams because you just don't know what's going to happen. But again, uh, the two big games last night, uh, NFL Monday Night Football, one was on ESPN, one was on uh, on ABC. Uh, good games, very good games. Man, setting up this upcoming week, too upset are uh coming up these games this week too uh some very good games that are going to be on the schedule <laughs> stupid totems i don't get oh titans linda just sent me a message who by the way uh uh my girl my girl not feeling real well so uh send some good vibes over here to whitehall drive she's uh uh fighting something i will say this the good news is and mr king as you're getting ready to come in here keith king she took her COVID test this morning. She does not have COVID, so uh, that that is great news. But she's not feeling real well, so uh, send some good vibes. I don't know if it's she realizes what's getting ready to happen here in 18 days when uh, we're getting ready to uh, tie your nuptials. Is that what it is? Tie the knot, whatever. And uh, I don't know if that's starting to make her sick or whatever. But I hope not. Hey, Spence, unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, again, like I said, uh, these are going to be some of the things we're going to talk to, uh, uh, Richard Clark about when he joins us, but Thursday night game this week, not the greatest of games, chargers, Raiders, two, five and eight teams. You got to think uh, Amazon prime is real happy to be broadcasting that game, but man, some, uh, some great games are going to be taking place and we have three Saturday games this week too. So uh, I think we've got that for the next couple of weeks, Saturday games. Uh, so, uh, man, I, I just can't wait, man. I, and I know like Christmas Eve, so what, two weeks from now, they're playing all the games on Saturday except for maybe one game or two. You know what? I could probably look that up here real quick 
Uh, da, 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 da. Yes. Uh, well. <sighs> no, I'm sorry. It was uh, Christmas on Monday is on Monday. So next Saturday, a week from Saturday, we'll have two games and then a bunch of games on uh, Christmas Eve. So there you go. Okay, I'm all over the place this morning. Let's go. Let's tell you about everything going on. Like I said, that was that. How about the Otani and Dodgers news that came out yesterday? And I hope Richard is up to date on this because I need someone – and if you're out there and you can explain this to me, he's supposed to be getting paid $70 million a year. Okay. I mean, we all know about that. That broke over the weekend. The LA Dodgers, uh, signed him to a 10 year, $700 million contract. However, he's having that money deferred all but $2 million a year deferred for the next two or for the next few years so they can sign other players. But this means that he's still going to get paid what $68 million from something like uh, 2023 through 2024, something crazy or 20, that, 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 that 2033 through 2042. They, they're still going to have to pay the piper with these games. I mean, I just, or uh, for uh, Otani, I just don't get it. So if you're out there and you can explain this to me, and I really, really hope that Richard Clark is up to date on this. Cause I really need to uh, find out, what in the heck is uh, going on with that? Because I just don't get it. I, honest to God, don't get how they're able to do that. Because if that's the case, you got to think a lot of other teams are going to start doing that too, and uh, letting uh, you know signing these big contracts and and then deferring it. And then you're going to have a whole uh, a whole county, uh, our whole county. Good lord, a whole uh, league paying players late I, I just don't get it so again if if you know that let me know and hit me up because i just i don't get it at all uh but uh again we'll talk to rich about that hey let's hit local stuff here uh the lcc men's basketball team they play today they are seven and three overall they take on guilford tech at six o'clock today uh over at the sportatorium uh get out there and support them i know i'm going to try to i doubt linda will be able to since she's under the weather but uh, I, I fully expect to see uh, – oh, there you go. Spence, thank you. Goodness gracious, Spence. I want to make you part of the show today. He said deferred contracts are legal, but most players don't want them because they want their money now, and I can appreciate that too. And I did read – I did a little reading on this morning trying to understand it, and the thing that came across was that he makes so much money, talking about Shohei Otani, that he makes so much money outside of baseball – uh, he makes about 45 million a year just outside baseball. So he can live on that and, uh, then put off, uh, getting paid all his other money. And yeah, Spence, you're right. The deferred contract was Otani's idea. I saw that too. It's just, that's crazy. I'm surprised more athletes don't do that, especially, uh, the better paid ones. See, I don't understand why LeBron's not done something like this. Someone that's been in the league for 20, 21 years. They're paying him, you know, out the yin yang. Why not defer his salary? Because he makes a lot of money outside of basketball and get some better players in with the Lakers. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, thank you, Spence. I appreciate that uh, that update there. But back to LCC. And Spence was at the game the other day, too. Spence, I hope you're coming out to LCC tonight. That'll be awesome. Guilford Tech tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, then they take on Mid-Atlantic Christian at 6 o'clock on Saturday. Now, that is the team. Uh, if you saw, if you've seen the, uh, LCC schedule, they won by 91 points. That's right. I'm talking about LCC beat mid Atlantic Christian by 91 points earlier this season. 
uh, what was 150 to 51 or something, or 59, 150 to 59 earlier this season. Uh, I, I can't imagine Mid-Atlantic's gotten much better <laughs> since the first game of the year, so that should be a fun game on Friday. And then they finish out their pre-Christmas schedule. The Lancers do a week from today at 5 o'clock, so three more games left. <coughs> before the Christmas break for LCC. That's going to be a common refrain, as you see, between uh, high school teams and our local co- college teams as we go through our, our, our uh, monologue here. The ECU men's basketball team coming off that tough loss against South Carolina on Saturday. They are 6-4 and four over, overall. They go to Lakeland, Florida Thursday. They're going to take on uh, University of Florida, another back-to-back SEC games as they took on South Carolina this past uh, Saturday, and now they're going to be taking on Florida on Thursday. That game is at 7 o'clock. It'll be on the SEC Network. And then they're off until, after that game on Thursday, they're off until Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, when they'll be at home versus Delaware State. Uh, the ECU women's basketball team, they're off until Monday when they'll be at home against George Mason. Hey, do not forget we had uh, Will Harrell on, uh, on the show with us yesterday and told us a lot about this 919-252 football game. It's Saturday at 2 at JP2 at uh, John Paul II in Greenville. Uh, and we've got a couple of coaches that are going to be in it. South North coach Will Harrell. Green Central coach Jay Wilson is go- are, are both going to be coaching in it. You can go to enceelite.com for all the information. I think you can get your tickets there. Hey, Coach Jay Wilson will be on Thursday's show. He's going to be joining us in the first hour. Live from Greenville, uh, they're going to be checking in. Kids are going to be checking in. And uh, he's going to be joining us. So uh, don't drink any coffee Thursday before Thursday morning show, okay? Because uh, we're going to have Coach Jay Wilson on the show with us. There's a couple players locally that are going to be in it. I know they're going to get that all firmed up. Uh, They've got a roster out there, but I know how these things go. You have players drop out, other players come in. I'd like to think we'll have uh, a couple more local players that will be taking place. This is the third annual 919-252 football game. Spence, you ought to go with me Saturday, dude. It's at 2 o'clock. You can get off work, shut down the shop, and we can go uh, watch that game. I don't think Linda's that interested in going to see 919-252 football game in Greenville. So uh, that is Saturday at 2. Again, go to enceelite.com for all the information that you need, and you can uh, find out all that. Okay, uh, high school basketball. Last night, only one game. Uh, as Bethel Christian Academy, they played at Wilson Community Christian last night. I've been messaging back and forth uh, all morning. Thank you, Coach uh, Burt Potter, just a great, great guy. Uh, but he did tell me they had nine guys out last night, nine players out due to respiratory issues, uh, and they lost by 20 points last night. Bethel did. Uh, now, both teams are at Pamlico Christian today. Both Bethel Christian Academy teams are uh, Pamlico Christian. Then they're home versus Lexington Union Grove Christian Saturday, and that'll be their final games before the Christmas break. But that was it. That was the only teams that uh, played last, or the only team that played last night, the Bethel boys. Here's a schedule for everybody else, though. That will be uh, almost everybody else playing tonight. The Kinston boys are 4-2 and two overall. The uh, Kenston girls are three and three. And I told you all, Kenston's not playing tonight. They don't play until tomorrow night. They're at home versus Green Central. And then they open East Central 2A play at home Friday versus James Keenan. And how about this for a statistical anomaly? I, I brought it up yesterday, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt bearing, repeat, bearing repeating it today. Good Lord, speak English, Brian. Kenston, North North, South North, Parrot Academy, all 
at home this week. I mean, all their games are at home this week, so no excuse to get out and support some of our local high school basketball teams tonight. Like I said, Kinston at home tomorrow against Green Central and at home Friday in uh, opening East Central 2A play against James Keenan. North Lenore. Uh, the boys are two and four. The girls are four and two. A busy week for them as they'll have three home games this week. Today versus Southwest Edgecombe. Tomorrow night against uh, Aiden Grifton. And then Friday night, they'll take on uh, East Duplin. They'll be opening conference play. Uh, the Hawks will. Again, the boys two and four. The girls are four and two. South Lenore, their boys are one and six. The girls are three and five. They have two uh, games this week, both at home. Uh, they have Dixon in tonight uh, in a non-conference game, and then they open East Central 2A uh, play with a very, very tough Southwest Onslaught on Friday. As you you know, we've talked to all three of our local coaches here, uh, Kenston North, North, South, North, and boys and girls basketball, and every one of them to a person has said, listen, look out for Southwest Onslaught. In fact, uh, that's the team that uh, uh, some people are predicting that is going to be that's going to knock Kenston out of uh, – of uh, conference championships. I've won a conference championship every year since 2006. And uh, again, a lot of folks saying that uh, this might be the year that they get knocked out of uh, being number one in the conference and Southwest Onslow is that team. But uh, the Stallions will be at South Lenore Friday night. Uh, the girls will be off for Christmas break after that game on Friday. The boys, however, will take on Lakewood on December 28th. I guess that's after Christmas. So there you go. I'm going to turn them in. Hey, Parrot Academy, their boys are 3-3. Three and three. The girls are 0-6. Oh they are uh, at home versus uh, Raleigh St. David's Friday. And then that'll be their last game until Wednesday, January the 3rd. We told you about Bethel. Uh, Green Central, their boys are 2-3. and three. Their girls are 1-4. Three games for the Rams this week. Tonight, they take on Wilson Bettingfield and Eastern Plains 2A play. They are at Kinston tomorrow night, and then they're home versus uh, North Pitt in uh, their final preseason or pre-Christmas game of the season, the Green Central Rams. Aiden Grifton, uh, man, the, the story of the year so far in our next awards. Their boys are 6-0. and However, the girls are 0-6. They are at North Lenore Wednesday night, then they're home versus West Craven on Friday night to open EP2A play, and that'll be the uh, final pre-Christmas schedule. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. The boys will play uh, their final pre-Christmas schedule home game versus Spring Creek on Tuesday, December the 19th. The girls play Martin County a week or, uh, on uh, Monday, December 18th, and then they'll take on Spring Creek. So Aiden Grifton uh, still got several games to go here before the uh, Christmas break. Jones Sr., uh, five and one, uh, the girls are one and five. Uh, they are at Eastern Christian homeschool in Washington today. And then they're home versus North Duplin tomorrow. And then they're in a Christmas tournament, December the 21st and 22nd. So that wraps up your, uh, Christmas or your uh, high school basketball schedule. Let me tell you about Lenore community college, the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show for 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton, Trenton, to find out how you can change your life today. And this is the time to do it, guys. We've been talking about it now for a couple weeks. Spring registration is underway 
right now. Uh, go to uh, lenorecc.edu. Call that phone number, 252-527-6223. Classes start January the 8th for spring semester. Do it now. Don't put it off anymore. Don't procrastinate. And uh, get a hold of LCC, and you can change your life. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Dr. Rusty Hunt, Richie Honeycutt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. We truly do appreciate them, as we do all our day one sponsors. Lenore Community College, UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Technology Service Provider. That's right, they got a new name, uh, Lovex Cafe, or I'm sorry, uh, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arendelle Parrot Academy. All those are our day one sponsors. And then our other sponsors uh, that are with us that help bring you this show, that help bring you Friday Night Football here on 960 Bet on the Bull, and they also help bring uh, you uh, basketball coverage. Uh, Harlan Neal, Barry Stallings will be uh, doing games from January into February. These are those sponsors who are helping do that too. Down East Protection Systems, King's Restaurant, uh, Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, and the Down East uh, Wood Ducks. Uh, so uh, there you go. Thank you so much to every one of them, those sponsors. Let's get uh, Richard Clark on the line. Before we do that, though, let's get you caught up with Hometown Heroes. Last night, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, they won at Minnesota 121-107. B.I. started the game. He had 20 points, three rebounds, and five assists. A uh, busy, busy, busy week for uh, Brandon and the Pelicans. They are at Washington Wednesday. They're here in North Carolina as they take on the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte Friday, and then they're at San Antonio on Sunday. Uh, the Houston Rockets, Reggie Bullock Jr. and the Houston Rockets, they beat San Antonio last night 93-82. to uh, Reggie was out sick and didn't suit up, uh, but they are home versus Memphis on uh, Wednesday, then they're at Memphis on Friday, then Sunday they're at Milwaukee, and then all our other local hometown heroes that uh, are going to be uh, taking part in games uh, this week. Damian Dunn, and that's right, the third-ranked Houston Cougars. They're now 10-0 and overall. They are home versus Texas A&M Saturday at 2.30. That game will be on ESPN2. Uh, Trez and Georgetown, they're 5-4. and four. They've lost back-to-back games. Uh, they lost Saturday versus Syracuse on national television, 80-68. to 68. Uh, Trez started had uh, seven points and five rebounds in 30 minutes. They are home today versus Coppin State. That game will be on FS1 at 8.30. Then they are at Notre Dame Saturday at 2.15 on the CW Network. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt, they are 4-5. and five. They're off until this Saturday when they take on Texas Tech. Uh, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd of Winston-Salem State. They're 7-3. and three. They're at Bowie State Thursday as they return to CIAA play. And then they finish their cre- uh, pre-Christmas play at Lincoln University in Pennsylvania this Saturday. Uh, Ashanti Lynch in North, uh, of, of North Lenore, uh, who plays for Maryland Eastern Shore. They're 5-5. Five and five. They won at home versus uh, Fairleigh Dixon, 54-47. Ashanti started. She had 9.7 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals in 27 minutes. They are at Wagner Saturday at 4 o'clock. And then finally, Dante Ellis and uh, Pitt Community College. They are 2-8. and eight. They lost at Fayetteville Tech Friday in overtime, 100-93. to Dante finished, uh, came off the bench, finished with 13 points for the Bulldogs. They play tomorrow at Sandhills Community College, and they close out their pre-Christmas schedule at home versus Wake Tech on Monday. And this will probably be our final update of the year for Mir Mir Moore. Uh, it looks like he is being redshirted. 
uh, for Mount Olive, who is one and nine right now. So I uh, hate to hear that, but it just it gives them another year of eligibility. Just like Richard Clark and I, we have I've got a few years of eligibility remaining. Don't you? Uh yes. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody wants to take that chance, but I, I I file for the draft every year, and I keep waiting for my name to be called. You know it would be funny if, like, your name is close to somebody else's name and you get accidentally uh, drafted by somebody. Wouldn't that – that would be hilarious, man. Well, the phone call would be the greatest thing ever when they film that because I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> would you rip your <laughs> and shirt, then would rip, be your shirt <laughs> rip your shirt off wave it over your head you know uh, that would be awesome man that would be awesome well i don't want them to see that they drafted a short fat guy <laughs> yet i at least want to get to the facility first dude you and i, I who knew we were going to go down this road as we always do it's richard clark let me tell you of uh, carteret county news times carolina coast he's our nba and hoops expert joins us every tuesday here on the Brian Hanks show. And you and I have talked about this often. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but we've definitely talked about it when we just have our conversation, dude, my dream. And of course it's too late now. I, I'm, I'm an old, old man at this point, but, uh, my dream once upon a time was somehow making an NBA roster. And I don't even care, dude, if I, I played a minute in a game, dude, but just to be able to do all the travel and sit on the end of the bench and, you know, and be able to, you know, uh, dap everybody up as they come off the floor. I mean, dude, can you imagine a better life than that? I mean, and just all the peripherals, too. We won't even get into those, but just how cool it would be to be an NBA player, dude. Well, they got to give me free tennis shoes. They don't have to pay me for wearing them, but I need free shoes. Uh, but, yes, yeah, that would be my dream. They don't even have to give me a uniform. Just give me the sweat. <laughs> Yeah, because you would never take the sweats off anyway. Yeah, I'm not yeah. taking them off anyway. I'm sitting number 12 mess. <laughs> I'm just high-fiving and waving towels and wearing new sneakers. I'm telling you, dude, that would be what a what a dream, man. I I don't know where we – well, I know where we went wrong in life. Uh, our parents, uh, our, our birth parents, they just – they didn't work hard enough to make us taller, you know? Right. I agree. It's their, <laughs> it's their mistake. There you go. Okay, man, uh, a lot to talk about here over the next 35 minutes or so with uh, Richard Clark. And uh, I, dude, <laughs> we got to start with the NBA in-season tournament, man. When this thing was announced over the summer, and I had to have you explain it to me two or three times because I didn't understand what was going to happen. And I'm still not 100%. I know they did pool play, then they did the, you know, the quarterfinals on coming out of, uh, coming out of pool play. <sighs> dude. We got to give the devil his due, man. I mean, Adam Silver and uh, the NBA, man, this thing was, I mean, it was an overwhelming success, wasn't it? Your thoughts on the in-season tournament, which the Lakers ended up winning. Yeah, the I think it was a little anticlimactic final because of the Lakers, um, you know, but it was good leading up to. I think what you'll see in the future is we ended up with some teams that maybe, 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 maybe not should be there because the beginning pool stage games were at the beginning of the year and stuff. And so I don't think everybody had bought in at that point. So a lot of teams were able to get to the four and five and O in the pool play, if you follow what I'm saying. Yes, I do. Whereas in the future, that might not happen. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll be more inclined to take those games serious. Well, like I said, several things that I learned about this, that championship game, those stats, so all those points that uh, LeBron scored, you know, the win and everything, none of those will go into the uh, annals of NBA uh, statistics. Did you know that? Um, 
the pool games do though. Yeah, right? they, do, they do. They do. But the only game that doesn't. Yeah, the, the whole thing championship, championship game, game doesn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my understanding as well. Yeah, that I remember they'll work that, that in. Times. Oh, they will. They will. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. get that worked out. Um, there's a few holes in it. They need to get. They need to iron out. Such I think, as. Such as. I think the the money is whatever, but the reality of it is what I know. This is going to sound crazy, but what does five hundred grand mean to LeBron? Yeah, I know, right? So, and and when in a league driven by the stars that are making exponentially more than that, money's not the answer. I think the answer is some sort of maybe that the winner of this gets the automatic tiebreaker to anything in the playoffs. You know what I mean? They just yeah. automatically supersede everything else. You won the in-season tournament, you get the nod. So if you're tied with somebody, something like that, I think it's where they need to go. That's well, just my opinion. What if something bad, and God knows I'm not hoping this happens, but say something bad happens. Let's say that, so let's say Indiana had won this, because I, I think the Lakers are pretty solid that they're going to make the playoffs, and even the, the Pacers, too, uh, to this point. But let's say Halliburton has a season-ending injury. Uh, another key player for the Pacers have a, a season-ending injury, and they go, I don't know, I'm just throwing a number out there, say 10 and 40 the rest of the way, 10 and 45 the rest of the way. Do you think that if you win the end season tournament, maybe that you get an automatic bid into the into the playoffs? I mean, if you were to struggle with something like that, or uh, that that's that's not realistic, is it? Um, I don't think that's the way to go unless you're going to have it right in the middle of the year. Okay, you know what I mean. Uh, if you want to do it that way, where the little weighs a little bit heavier, maybe. But I, I'm not sure that's good for the stretch run of the NBA either. Um, so I, I don't know about that one. And, and I'm with you. If somebody gets hurt in this thing, it's going to change everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I was kind of holding my breath for is that nobody would get hurt because it's really going to put a damper on anything like this. Oh, it definitely is. And the courts too, man. They've, they've got to do something about that. It was so funny. Yeah, I mean, in, where would you have ranked last week if you want to know? And we're not going to rehash all that, but uh, Richard came on. He ranked every in-season tournament court for uh, every team in the NBA. And then we get to see the those terrible ones in uh, in Vegas that they played the semifinals and the finals. Oh, God, it was terrible, right? Dude, there is no reason to have red on a court. And I think that's what you said last week. Yeah, red it just doesn't look good. Yeah, I don't know. Is it because it looks like lava? Is it because I, I'm, I'm with you, dude? And I know I agree 100%. Red is terrible. And I watched a lot of it with Reggie this year, even though Reggie's not getting a lot of playing time, man. We're going to get to that well, here in a moment. But but red just doesn't look good. Let, let me say this. I think it's along the lines of, and this is going to be underwhelming to people not in the business, but you and I know that like I, I do graphic design, as you know. Yeah. And it looks different on the screen than it's going to look when it gets printed in on a paste piece of paper. And I think that's what they ran into here is that it looked great in the concept room, but then when they put it on TV, it looked different. Um, And I think, cause I can't remember who it is, but one of them actually lightened their court from the first game to the next one. Um, So to the end of it, so I'm curious to see. You're right. They're going to change those. They're going to get them. They'll be better. Um, that said, I don't know how much better and better probably depends on who you are. Because one of the problems I got with buying sneakers these days is I don't want all that crap on my sneakers. Yeah. I just want sneakers. 
So who, who just said that this is great? You know what I mean? Somebody likes it or they wouldn't sell it. No, you you're, know, you're like right. Those. You're right. Well, so, I, I say, mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're good. No, 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 no. Please continue. Well, that's, somebody liked it. So, you know, maybe the room, the more people like that stuff than, than the other way. I don't know. It just wasn't my taste. I think they need to tone it down just a little bit. And uh, I think they can they can make that happen. I think they you if you wanted to put that red down the strip in the middle, that's fine. But it was too much red when you made the whole court like that. Hey, how about this? Jacques Passleg uh, chimes in here, and this is a, he is speaking your language here, uh, Richard Clark, and I mean it. You're gonna you're gonna chuckle when you hear him say this. He said video screens are RGB and printers are CMYK. Right. That's a good way right. to put it, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's part of it. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thanks, yeah. thanks John. The, the, uh, the other the other part that he could add to that is the saturation of the ink changes the colors as well on paper okay. or any kind of paper for that matter. Now but you, yeah, he's absolutely right. <laughs> now you guys are talking way over my head. Here's something I wondered too. I wonder if you know watching it on TV is one thing, but being in person is completely different. I wonder if being yes. in person. It, maybe it's not as dramatic as it is when you watch it on TV. I bet that might have something to do with it too, don't you think? Maybe, maybe so because you know we all know that the high death thing changed a little bit. I mean, you know, look at look at Brian North. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, he <laughs> listens to this every day too, dude. <laughs> that was just a swipe at the only TV person I really know. So there you go, man. That's awesome. But uh, hey, we've we've now talked about courts for three and a half, four minutes. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> What did you learn? I mean, about these teams. I mean, the Pelicans make it to the semifinals. Uh, Indiana makes it all the way to the championship. And those are two teams. Now, Milwaukee and the Lakers, we both expected them to, you know, do pretty well. But, uh, I mean, this tells me a lot about uh, about Indiana, especially making it all the way to the championship. And, again, a name that is not a household name in, uh, in Tyrese Halliburton, he really Im- he improved his prospects, didn't he? Well, that's kind of what I was hoping for. I was hoping that um, the Pelicans would get there and we'd get these teams that weren't necessarily going to be on the uh, TV all the time, you know, the Lakers and the Bucks. They're going to be there. I was hoping we'd get the Halliburton. That's what I was hoping for, that on the big stage, somebody could be anointed the next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he came the closest. Uh, them not winning probably didn't help his cause at all, but – uh, all in all, I, I would. I'm with you. I would give it a B plus. Wow, a B B plus. Okay, well, very good. Well, uh, there you go. The end season tournament, and I have to. I mean, talk about giving the devil his due. We absolutely have to. I mean, LeBron James, man, say what you want to. And I still. I mean, I'm firmly in the MJ camp and the and the goat conversation and all that. But, and I can't believe I'm getting ready to throw a butt out there here, uh, Rich. <sighs> what he continues to do dude he is playing at a high level yes we've had i think uh what kareem played this late into his career didn't he or maybe he didn't yeah even play kareem that. was 42 yeah. yeah kareem was 42 and still playing at a pretty high level but not at the not level. like not like lebron yeah. no. dude i just don't get it man he's he's just he's a freak and what did you send me this or did somebody else i think it was you or was it panicelli that there's got to be PEDs or something going on there. Well, no, that was me. No, I've been saying you. that. You know, I've been saying that for years. Well, expound on that. It's just my, I don't want to disparage the guy because there's been no evidence of that. But I would also go so far as to say, even if it was true, 
the league most definitely would not let that get out. Um, and you know, maybe it's maybe it's as easy as what he's doing is le- is legal right now, but it probably won't be in ten years. Is that fair? That's, yeah, because that's yeah. that's sort of the gray area we ran into with the steroids in baseball. You know, when all that started, it wasn't illegal. So to go back and say retroactively that you know Sammy and them were breaking, no, because they really weren't. You know, there were no rules in place for it, and even the rules that were there were very vague. Um, so I don't know. I I think he's at the cutting edge of physical fitness. Put it that way. <laughs> and you combine that with being a physical freak to begin with, um, you know, it, it parlays into where he's at now. I will say I think he takes it more serious than most people. Oh, his, I, his, yeah. His, yeah. I mean, you put him next to James Harden, what do you got? You know what I mean? <laughs> One treating their body like a temple, the other like an amusement park. So <laughs> That's a line from a movie, and I can't remember the movie. but SWAT. Uh, yep, there you go. Well, I'm looking at our, our list. I've, I went ahead and pulled it up just for uh, poops and giggles here. Uh, when we did our last top 20 NBA players of all time, dude, I still had LeBron number four, dude. I had him number four behind, of course, MJ, Kareem, and Bill Russell. You had LeBron at third all time behind MJ and Kareem. <sighs> Rich? He's two now. He's got to be two, doesn't he? I mean, He's he two. Well, we'll- yeah, I have no issue with that whatsoever. He's number two. The, the numbers and the longevity and everything. The only reason he can't pass Mike in my eyes. Now, to be fair, I probably wouldn't allow that to happen anyway in my, my list. I mean, it's Mike. Come on, man. But because of the championships is my argument. Mike never lost in the finals. And I, we can get into the debate on whether the league is tougher now or then. I think it's probably a wash. I think the competition level is higher now. However, the physicality was completely different. So that's that's the trade-off. No, no, no. I agree with you. And like I said, it just we're talking about we did this top twenty list before the NBA draft. So what? Back in June, I guess. Right. Yeah. And just from what I've seen so far, and then what he did in this in-season tournament, dude, is almost enough. I tell you what, I'll say this: he's definitely pushed up to three on my list past Bill Russell. But you've got him uh, up to two now past Kareem. Yeah. I- I've got him at two. I okay. think he deserves that. Very fair. I mean, it's he's been doing this a very long time, and and you could make the case that he is by far done from start to finish the least amount of of change from one season to the next. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys there's these significant drop offs. Uh, LeBron just hasn't had that, and you have to tip your hat to that. You just have to especially now. Dude, it um, eventually you know. has to happen, though, right? I mean, again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I suspect it'll be, and I don't want to put any bad luck on anybody, but I suspect it's going to end up being some form of um, an injury or something, you know, that should facilitate this moving forward. Wow. But, see, we forget. It's not like Mike went out there at the end and wasn't doing nothing. You know, he was when he came back and played for the Wizards. He still averaged like twenty-two. Yeah. Oh, I know. So, I know. Well, heck, I remember again, when he got out and he got involved with the Bobcats at uh, or the Bobcats or the Hornets, whatever they were called. He was practicing with them, and I mean, we had folks in Charlotte telling us, 
that dude, he was taking it to, and now bear in mind, he's not exactly like he was playing you know, against a team of all-stars in Charlotte or anything like that, dude, but that he would go out and would go out and practice with him. And he ended up having to stop doing that rich because he was hurting their feelings. And, you know, here's a 45 year old man, 46 year old man out here, uh, taking it to 20 year, 20 and 21 year olds and embarrassing them, dude. That's right. That's right. So, but you know, getting back to LeBron, he's he's earned what he's got, and I think we sometimes forget because of the way he carries himself, and a lot of us, a lot of people don't necessarily like that. But I think we forget sometimes the spotlight he's been under and what he's able to accomplish in this time of social media. Because even somebody like Tom Brady, he was already famous with social media. Hit. Yeah, you know what I mean. He didn't have to grow up in it. LeBron did. And it's it's a different animal now. It really is. The spotlight is much harsher when you make a mistake than it used to be. You know, wow. you know. For instance, you and I know we come from a certain time, and this John Morant stuff, we would have automatically assumed, you know, what we would have assumed from that time period. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you know, we'd be like, "Oh, right, here we go, give them the money, start getting in a little bit of trouble, then get in a lot of trouble." That's kind of how the timeline worked. Well, LeBron's never had any of this. No. I mean, what's the worst thing he's done? The decision, the decision? which, yeah, which yeah. was not really in the grand scheme of things other than just, you know, breaking a ton of hearts in Cleveland. I mean, what was that exactly? He didn't break any rules. No. I think what I think what that really was is LeBron never got to do the I'm going to go to college and have the hats on the table thing. And so he wanted to do it. Honest to God, that's what I think it was. Yeah. And and it was a bad move, as it turned out, at least PR-wise. It was. You're right. Listen, uh, Jason Bryant jumps in, wants to know where we have Kobe ranked. And now, bear in mind, this was as of uh, the uh, before the draft this past uh, summer, which it shouldn't move Kobe that much anyway with him being retired. I had Kobe 10th overall. You had Kobe number nine overall. You had uh, – right. uh, so just to, to answer Jason there, uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll hit my, and, top, my top 10 real quick. MJ, Kareem, two, Bill Russell, three, LeBron, four, Will Chamberlain, five, Magic Johnson, six, Larry Bird, seven, Tim Duncan, eight, Hakeem, nine, and Kobe Bryant, 10. Richard Clark had MJ, one, Kareem, two, LeBron, three, Bill Russell, four, Magic Johnson, five, Tim Duncan, six, Larry Bird, seven, Wilt Chamberlain, eight, which, by the way, I will go to my grave you had Wilt way too low at eight, dude. But, I mean, that, that's really the only disagree, major disagreement I had with you. You had Kobe nine and then Stephon Curry ten. Right. So I, I stand by that. I will say this. you imagine how good Wilt would be today? God. With the way the game is and as athletic as Wilt was, you know, he was a freaking high jump champion in hurdles and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, a day, and the way the league has opened up now – with his ball skills, he led the league in assists one year. He led the league in rebounding. You know, that's a, I will say this. One of the things that makes me laugh about when people start talking about the old guys and their stats is apparently nobody could shoot back before the 60s and the uh, 70s. I mean, you look at the rebound numbers and the field goal percentages. Oh, yeah. oh, what are they, throwing it up there left-handed? What's going on? Uh so anyway. No, no, no. I just I, I got another text from. I'm sorry, I was reading this from uh, 
Jason, and he said, uh, and, and I guess it's a good question for you here too, Rich. In your eyes, does LeBron not get a bump down for moving around as much as he has? And I could see that to a degree, but I mean, no. he's been he's been spectacular at every place he's one one hundred percent no because it's the way the times are now. Yeah, I, I think that I just think that nowadays it is what it is. You're not going to see a whole lot of that. You got that with Curry, um, but I think that's also an anomaly in this day and age. I think that the stars aligned for Curry. They had an owner that was rich as all get out. They had a GM that understood what was happening, and it was a franchise that had not been successful prior to Curry getting there. So I don't think you're going to get much of that anymore. And again, you're also going to get some evidence that this loyalty that the Warriors have shown has really harmed the franchise. Yep. I think in 10 years, they're going to look back and go, wow, we messed up. We really messed up with Draymond and Thompson. And that's been the down. We, that means they wasted, what, five years of Curry? Absolutely. Well, and you so, say the same you know, thing, go back in history. Look at the Celtics. You know, I mean, I, right. I really think that's what hurt the Celtics. Well, theirs was Lynn Bias. Now, oh, dude. Oh, that. I just hear. I, yeah, that, I am that not was the joking, one. Rich, and I know you're the same way. We're men of a certain generation, dude. I when I hear you just did it to me right there, dude. And it was just I didn't know it was coming. It was almost like a slap across the face, dude. In all sincerity, yeah. I hear Lynn Bias, and I just think, dude, we're talking about our top ten all time, dude. I think he could have easily made it into that top ten, don't you? I mean, could have, could have. I don't, I don't subscribe to the theory that he was just automatically going to be a star because. We've seen this play out a lot, that it's just not the case. However, judging from what I saw there toward the end of his collegiate career, <laughs> he was going to be something different. Well, dude, he was, I, Jordan says that. Michael Jordan himself says that, that one of the toughest players he ever played against, and bearing in mind it wasn't a lot because it was in, you know, in Chapel Hill, but they played each other in the summer and stuff, dude. But he says Lynn Bias was just an incredible – I mean, dude, he was 6'8", what, 6'8", 225, well, 230, something like that? You can make a case either way on that. One, you give him a bunch of money, you never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, look at Zion. He's going to eat himself out of the league. Yeah. The, the flip side to that is he would have been on a team with Larry Bird and Kevin McHale, and Bill Walton. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're kind of learning the right way. I think one of the major problems that professional teams have in every sport is that you get a high-dollar rookie, or I shouldn't say high-dollar, more like a highly touted rookie, but you bring him into a situation where they haven't won, and the veterans that are there are not going to be able to teach them anything worthwhile. The management there is not going to be able to teach them anything worthwhile. So they get lost in the shuffle, and they end up with bad habits, you know. Um, I think you're seeing it right now with, with MB. MB should be dominating the league, plain and simple. Biggest guy in the league, fairly athletic for his size. He's not in shape. He hasn't really improved, uh, you know, I guess sort of. But it's because he, he lost all them years. Yeah. For three years, they just lost every game. I don't think you can teach somebody to win like that. I just don't. So, well, one final thing here from Jason, uh, he said he didn't, he doesn't see people knocking down the door to go play with LeBron. Uh, I think I agree. Yeah. Well, and that, because I, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, and we had that personally here in Kansas, right. Brandon, you know, I mean, uh, I think it's vastly overrated and overstated to use a different word that LeBron makes teammates better. Yeah. I think that is far least 
farly out, out overstated. Yep. Because I don't think it's true. You name somebody that's better because they played with LeBron. And I, I can name five. I can go five that aren't. Yep, I would agree with that. And so, I think Brandon is a good example. Where he really uh, has played so much better since he got to New Orleans when he stays healthy. We, I mean, and, and it's because he's away from LeBron, in my opinion, dude. Uh, absolutely. I, I think part of it is, granted, in basketball, you only got one ball. And somebody, if, you're, if, you're, if you need the ball to be good, you're going to have issues with somebody else that's in the same category. But in, in LeBron's case, because he's such a great passer, they keep giving him a pass on this making teammates better, and I just don't think that's the case. Well, there you go. Honestly, they throw that around a lot, and there's only a very, very finite people number of people that make players better. Who? I love this. Who in the game right now today, I'm not talking about in history, but in 2023-2024 season <laughs> – I know you don't have to rank them. Just give me three or four names of, of players who make their teammates better right now, dude. Uh, honestly, I can only think of one off the top of my head. Wow. Who is that? Joby. Yeah. Yep. I, He's I the only one that. I can think of right now off the top of my head. You know, I could dig down and probably get a two. But he genuinely makes everybody better. Eric Gordon, not Eric Gordon, uh, the other Gordon, the tall one that plays with plays for Denver. <sighs> His best two years are with, with him. Look what he did for Bruce Brown, got him that big contract. <laughs> Caldwell Pope has been great for them. And it's all because of, because of Joe, the Joker. I mean, you know, and he's the <laughs> only one that I can think of right now. He's Larry Bird. Yeah. Larry Bird was like that. Oh, Magic yeah, yeah, was yeah. like that. Well, that's what I was saying. Let's not go back in history. Let's talk about the players. Yeah, I didn't want to go back then. But, uh, dude, if you'd have told, if you'd have told me that there was going to be a Caldwell Pope uh, reference on today's <laughs> show, I'd have given you $100, dude. Who would have thought Caldwell hey, look, Pope, man? Halliburton might be in that category. Uh, jury's still out a little bit, but I think he might end up in that category. Oh, God. Jacques Passleg just sent me one. Oh, oh, God, this just hurts my heart. Are you ready for this? And it's going to hurt yours, too. You ready? He mm-hmm. said, so if you had a choice, would you take LeBron on your team over Larry Bird? <laughs> Dude, it, it I love on my... pause. That was a that's yeah. what they call a pregnant pause there. Go ahead. Yeah, it depends on it depends on my team. Yeah. And what I've already got, honestly. If I need a a, a full on alpha to carry the team, I'm taking LeBron. Yeah. yeah. If I've got somebody else on my team that's halfway legit, I'll take Larry. Yeah. There you go. What? And, and again, we also need to approach that, that we don't know that they're going to play 20 years and Larry's back's going to go out at year 10. So, do you, do you, know? you think if we had had better uh, medical technology, yeah. Larry, I yeah. think Larry would have played an extra four or five years pain-free. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I also believe that we were in that time, you know, go back and watch the movie North Dallas Ford. We were in a time where the medicine didn't care. They worked for the team. Now they got enough money, they go they, they get their own guys. Well, that's what LeBron has opinion. done. LeBron spends right. millions of dollars every year just Ooh. on his body. You know. Here's a quick question for you, okay. completely off topic. Okay. If you're LeBron James and your son just went back to playing ball, uh, wouldn't you pay for two guys that were heart specialists to be there for every game with a defib machine? Yeah. You know, do you pay for it out of your pocket? You go to USC and say, hey. We're going to keep these two guys in the hallway for every game because we see now this played out. Yeah. We, sadly, yeah I, I don't think, I don't think he should be playing. Yeah. I don't think he should be playing. Yeah. I think we're, we're waiting for a time bomb because we've seen this. 
Uh, dude, anyway, this is sorry, one, no, 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 but that's one of those. I hope you're, and I know you do too. You're 100% I hope you're wrong. wrong. Yep. I hope yes, you're wrong. Absolutely. You're off on that one. Okay. Uh, real quick here. Cause I, dude, we got to get some NFL talk in here too, yep. especially with the hottest team in the NFL, the oh, Dallas stop, Cowboys. Stop, who, stop, uh, stop. There we go. <laughs> I told you, well, I, I kind of, I told you I thought we'd beat them in Dallas. You did. It's just what you it did. is. It's a division game. It's not the same thing. Um, but that game was way closer than the score was, if you really watched the game. Um, so it's not what everybody says it is. We'll see. San Francisco's a team to beat. I don't think anybody can deny that at this point. But anyway, I, 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 hate, we'll I, I hate to agree with you, but I think we're going to have to. Yeah, we're making that segue. Well, I I will just say this real quick. What did you learn about Brandon in the end season tournament real quick? And, and Reggie will just say for another day because he's evidently not in the plans of the Houston Rockets. He's played in less than half their games, and it breaks my heart. I think he's going to end well, up with somebody been, else before the season's over, don't yes, you? Yes, I, I believe I – believe, speaking on Reggie, I think he is, and I think that's the plan, and I think – that's why you see him get more minutes here of late. Yeah. Because they're, they're priming that trade, I think. Um, for Brandon, what I've learned from the tournament is probably not so much from the tournament as just for the year. I think Brandon has now become the guy in New Orleans, mainly because Zion can't stay away from the dinner table. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we you heard the same pods I did. I thought it when I watched him. You know, I had seen them play not an in-season tournament game, but the week prior to that semifinal round, and he looked gassed. And I was like, wow, really? Because at this point in the season, you know, if you just, like we were talking about, if you paid me to be there, just running up and down the court, I'd be in shape. Yeah, Zion looked like he was about to pass out. <laughs> he looked like, honestly, how you and I would look running up and down the court right now. Well, you remember how red my face would get as I got older. <laughs> so, no oxygen going to my brain. Well, but that's never right. Anyway, you know what? We'll get off that. <laughs> Let's talk NFL, man. And just Let's do it. Talking about the whole any given Sunday, any given Monday thing. Every week's different. Dude, I just don't get it. Tennessee should play Miami 10 times, and Miami should win that game. 10 times okay 13 and a half point favorites going into last night's game i just don't get it man i honest to god don't get it how uh the dolphins can blow that game and then even with the packers the packers well i wouldn't say they're the hottest team in the nfl but dude they'd be a top five high. top yes they were uh top five top six team and going into last night and then you go into the giants who just have been abysmal this year and you lose to them dude well two things on that one what are the Giants doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Why are the Patriots winning? What are you guys doing? I, I just don't understand at all what the NFL, what these guys are doing. Why are you winning games? And the reason I say that is years ago, Dallas won two games at the end of the year that were meaningless, and it dropped us 11 spots in the draft. God. 11 and we ended spots. up with, yeah. And we ended up with somebody that, well, look at the, look at the league right now. I sent you that thing. There are 13 teams, seven and six or six and seven. And how there's, there's 32 teams in the league. So when you say that, you're saying half. nearly half. Yeah, the league right. is it's so, six I or seven, mean, or seven and six. You, you get in that window and you win a couple of games you shouldn't. Your draft, you just dropped way down for no apparent reason to win a meaningless game in November. 
I just don't understand that move at all. Now, getting back to the, the thing at hand, I was not sold that that quarterback for the Packers is any good. Yeah. Jordan now, Love, but yeah. losing to the Giants is kind of ugly. The Dolphins, I think the Dolphins were looking ahead. I think this happens all the time. And we also forget that these are professionals. So the, the margin of error is pretty small for even the really good to the really bad. You know, that's like we talk about from time to time. These people that are like, oh, these college, Alabama could beat. No, they couldn't. They couldn't. There's not a college team that could beat a professional team at any point ever. So, I don't, I, you know, these guys are really good. And from time to time, when they overlook each other and you come in flat and the other team, for whatever reason, is not flat, you, you just lost. My boys lost to Arizona. Has Arizona even won another game since then? Just a couple, yeah. Yeah, well, they're, See, three, I mean, they're three and ten. How about that? Arizona is three and ten, but one of their wins against the Cowboys. Right. That's insane. Now, you can't explain insane. that. Insane. insane. You can't explain that. So, Good Lord. Okay. I, I, we both, I think, are in agreement. San Francisco is the best team in the NFL right now. Well, I, I don't even know if yes. there's an argument to that. I think, uh, what, they won five? So. But how about how crazy is that? They won five to start the season, lost three in a row, and now they've won five again, dude. I mean, it just, right. I mean, that is what it is. But, dude, Debo, man. Dude, <laughs> you know the other team has won five in a row, dude? Yeah, but it's, <laughs> man, we ain't beat nobody. Yeah, what? <laughs> This is my favorite thing, and I've got to show you. Richard Clark and I have known each other for 20 years, okay? Of course, we've not seen any uh, Cowboys' real success. I mean, they've not made it to a – you guys haven't even made it to the NFC Championship game, right? No. Yeah, that's no, what I thought. Not that's what since I thought. the Super Bowl year. Yeah, yeah, since, yeah since 95. I think we have two playoff wins in the first round since, since all that. Good Lord. Could this yeah. be – and – don't no. go poor, Matthew. Okay, why? Why is this Dallas team not for real, Richard Clark? Because eventually we're going to have to go to Philadelphia or San Francisco or both to win to win the NFC. The only way that this happens is there's, there's two ways. One, somebody gets hurt for San Francisco or Philadelphia that changes the whole dynamic of everything. And that's, that's highly probable, honestly. It happens every year uh, to some teams. The other one is you get to one of these games and one of your guys plays the game of his lifetime. And that's probably our only hope to beat. Because, look, we just beat Philadelphia. But beating Philadelphia in January in Philadelphia is going to be a different animal altogether. But so. but if you take care of business, so Richard Clark, you won't have to do it. Listen, I just, for poops and giggles. No, I we, to, we no, can't. No, no, we're no, not no, going to win the division. I'm interrupting you, dude, because I am looking at the standings right now. There are 32 teams in the NFL. There's one team in the whole NFL that is undefeated at home. Do you know who that is? Uh, it's us, but we're not going to get but one home game. If Philadelphia wins out, they win the division. Okay. Period. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, and they got – Washington, uh, I forget who else, Arizona yeah, and up. Washington. I'm pulling, I'm pulling it up. I'm going to tell you. They've got uh, da, 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 at Seattle this week. Uh, yeah, that's a tough football. one. That's a tough one. I don't think they win that, yeah. dude, especially the roller. That, yeah, that, so, I'm going to be with a big, big bunch of Seahawks gear on Monday night. <laughs> and then, dude, why in the world? Dude, I, I didn't even know this about Philadelphia's schedule. They've got the New York Giants at home on, on Christmas Day, okay? Right. Then they've got the Cardinals at home on New Year's Eve. Then they're back right. at the Giants. They play at the Giants on January 7th. So That's right. 
So three and one. I mean, I guess we can go ahead and say that. That that's uh you know that's three and one. If they go three and one, they'll probably win the division because look at our schedule. I'm getting ready to. I'm pulling it up right here. Okay, so three and one there. You guys, yeah, dude. At at Buffalo this week, that's pretty tough. Yep. And then what's next week? At Dolphins the week after that. But dude, the Dolphins just lost at home to Tennessee. I've said it on this show before. The Dolphins are essentially Cowboys at AFC. We're the same team. We're finesse. We can score a lot of points. But if we come out flat, that offense is not going to put 30 up. And they're, they're basically the same team. Ugh. Dude, I've got to say, man, at Bills, I think you lose that. Dude, I think you win at Miami. I really, really do. So one and one. Then home versus uh, the Lions. Ooh, that's uh, right. Dude, but the Lions are. All right. I agreed. I, we should beat them. We go two and one from that. But see, that's the problem. And then the Commanders. And the Commanders last week of the season. Right. And no reason for the Commanders to play hard in that. So I think both you and the Eagles go three and one over these last four games. And, and if that's the case, the Eagles win the division. Really? They, it's the it's the fourth tiebreaker, the one uh, um, conference conference record. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Crazy. So we can't we can't win the division unless. We have a better record over these next four games than the Eagles do. That puts us at the five seed if, if we don't. So we get one playoff game at home. And then you're going to San Francisco or Philly. Say, so there's your problem. Okay. Well, that, I like it, dude. That's why I have you on every week, dude. You bring a little realism. and Now, I will say this. Again, it, it'll, come, it'll come down to either Dak or some unforeseen star stepping up big time, you know, somebody that gets two pick sixes or something like that. That's the only way we win those games in either of those places in January, especially Philly because it's going to be cold. Well, I, we got to go, know, dude. I We're can... into our second hour, but I've got to – I'll leave you with this. Who is the betting, pay, betting favorite for MVP in the NFL right now? I mean, and it just happened this week. Who is it? It should be Brock Purdy. But it's not. It's Dak Prescott. Well, I don't even want to go there. But, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even speaking that right now. You can talk to me about that in January. Okay, very good. Listen, <laughs> Richard Clark, man, thank you so much, dude. Uh, always the knowledge here in the first hour. I appreciate you. Uh, hey, I'll see you, I'll see you on our uh, text chain, okay? <laughs> All right, thanks for having me. <laughs> there you go. That's Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Always a fun time talking to him here on the Brian Hank Show. Coming up in our next hour, uh, in fact, here in just a few minutes, it's the newest member of the Lenore County Board of Commissioners, Keith King. He will be joining us live here in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here on Whitehall Drive on the Brian Hank Show, presented by LCC.